Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. We have people all around our world who have come to an altar have watched the Billy Graham crusade, made a profession of faith. I repent, I ask God to come into my life, and there's no fruit, there's no change, there's no nothing. And yet when you ask him, where are you going when you die? Well, heaven, I made a profession of faith. Jesus is teaching this for a reason. Calvary Chapel isn't teaching this. Jesus says if there's no fruit, there's no root, and there's no conversion. Today, Pastor Mark will continue teaching from Luke chapter 8, which contains the story of the sower, the seed, and the soil. If you've been in church for any length of time, there's a good chance you've heard this story. It's important to be reminded of what the story speaks about so that we don't become complacent and as a result find ourselves in a less than optimal walk with Jesus. Pastor Mark will be focusing on the first two types of soil, the hard and the rocky. He will be showing the correlation between these places where the seed fell and the types of heart we can have and warn against our finding ourselves here. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now here's Pastor Mark in the book of Luke as he continues with his message, A Real Christ Follower. Anybody here like to plant a, maybe a section in your backyard? You want to grow cucumbers or whatever. So you, you get these cucumber seeds in your backyard, you fix the soil or whatever, but the cucumber seeds are all dead. Anything going to happen? No, the birds don't even want them. It ain't going to grow. This is alive. If planted in good soil, it's going to be productive. Now, understand, the word of God specifically is the seed. But in this parable, it's the good news. It's the gospel. That man is sinful. Sin separates from God. But God loved the world, so he sent Jesus, who died on the cross for our sin. That's the gospel. That needs to be presented to people. (laughs) I heard somebody saying this. They go to a church and they say to this pastor, I've been here just a few times. Over the years. But every time I come in this crazy church, you speak about Jesus. Hello. (laughs) What what else are we going to talk about? Hello. Of course we talk about Jesus. He's the only way to God. So the gospel is what Jesus is talking about here. How to get saved. Now, what does that really have to do? Well, the word of God is alive and can change anyone's life. Look at this verse. Peter wrote it. It's so powerful. First Peter 1.23. For you have been born again, not to a life that will quickly end. We're going to live forever. 
Your new life will last forever. Why? Because it comes from the eternal living word of God. The reason you're saved is because you believed the word of God. That changed your life forever. Do you understand why we teach the word of God? Why we spend time going through books of the Bible. We see the importance of the word of God. To have a good foundation. And then we scatter this seed as you guys go everywhere. That's what happens. So we have the sower. That's you and me during the week. We have the word, which is all the word. But specifically the gospel when we're sharing with people. And last, the last S is the soil. The soil that you put the seed into. And there are four range of listeners. Our parable is represented by four types of soil. The seed is the same. The sower is the same. But the soil is four types. Now, and that soil, it doesn't mean dirt. It means our heart. So the soil is the heart of man. By the way, in this story, there's nothing wrong with the sower and there's nothing wrong with the seed. The problem is the heart of man and woman. Now, you don't need to write this, but you need to understand this. Here we are. The conversion, true conversion, real conversion, and fruitfulness depends on how an individual, a person, you and me, responds to the word of God, the gospel. The gospel is going to be presented. It's powerful. It's true. It's not diluted. The receptivity of it by the individual either is going to end in nothing or true conversion. If there's true conversion, there's going to be fruitfulness in your life. You'll see it. People will know it. You know it. If there's not, something's wrong. And that's why Jesus did this. The parable of the hearer. What type of heart do you have this morning? So he begins, verse 12, here's the four. We'll give all four of them to you. Now, let's just look at me for a moment. Each one of these four are individuals. In some ways, as a Christian, as a Christ follower, I can have a little bit of these kind of things in my heart, even though I'm really a Christian. Don't let that confuse you. First one we're going to talk about is a hard heart. Do you know a Christian, a real Christian, sometimes gets a hard heart? How do we get a hard heart? Because people hurt us, and we don't forgive. Then we're convicted in what we do. We ask forgiveness. So there's no perfect soil here. There's no perfect person. But this really is about four individuals. Three of them simply don't respond to Jesus at all. Now watch what happens. Number one, look at verse 12. If you want to write, you can write these down. Number one, a hard heart. A hard heart. Those along the path are the ones who hear. And then the devil, Satan, comes and takes away the word from their heart. So they may not believe and be saved. Do you know this morning that there's demons and angels in our campuses? He said, Pastor Mark, I don't see them. Hello. It's a spiritual world. Now, why would Satan or demons come and take the truth of the word of God? Because what does he know? If the truth of the gospel finds a good heart, what's going to happen? Conversion. 
You say, Pastor Mark, he steals. Hello. His goal is to steal, kill, and destroy. So we're not here like, are you a demon next to somebody? No. Where is the battle? It's in the mind. And let me show you what that looks like. So this is true because Satan knows where he's going to spend eternity. And he wants those people that are sinners to stay in his kingdom. But God came to change that, true conversion. Now, these individuals with a hard heart, they're unbelievers, and basically here's what they say. They want to control their own lives. They think they have all the answers, and they're unteachable, for sure, this morning. We have wonderful people, glad you're with us, that have a hard heart. You're not really interested in this. You're like, going, oh, great, when is this thing done with? But you came because a friend invited you or somehow you're here. By the way, you're not here by accident. God's truth can penetrate any hard heart. And as you watch this, you don't want to believe and you absolutely have no intention of changing. Their hearts have been hardened by sin. And notice in this parable, the truth, the seed never takes root. There's no change in their life. Satan comes and steals the word as if they never heard it. But let me just say this here, and you'll hear it again at the end. Don't give up on people like that. Don't give up on people that say, I'll never believe. I don't want, I could care less. It's not in me. I'm not interested in any of that. By the way, some of you, that used to be you. Could I hear an amen? And somebody kept praying for you. Did any of you here ever think that the apostle Paul would become a believer? He killed Christians. But God got through to him. No one is beyond the reach of God's love. Just hang with it. When I was in India, I went upstairs to a, uh, some friends invited us up there. There was a, a Muslim individual there, and we were talking, and his person had a hard heart. He was searching. He was really isn't interested in Christianity at all, but it was a good heart. So be, as far as the good heart of the person that invited us, and our, our conversation went back and back and back and back, and pretty soon I just said to him, look, You're not interested in what I'm saying. You're not interested in the truth. He said, well, Allah and your God, Jehovah, are the same God. I said, no, they're not the same God at all. I I said, here's why. Allah has no son. My God, God, Jehovah, has a son. His name is Jesus Christ. And we just just went through the conversation. And uh, I said it kindly, not in their face or whatever. That's not going to do any good. Come on, don't be argumentative. But I could tell we're not going anywhere. So I just said, I just pray one day that you believe the truth. Another pastor was there with me. We were just bouncing back and forth. And I left. And I said to the other pastors who were walking away, wow, that was interesting, but it was hard, wasn't it? Yeah, the reason is the guy's been hurt. And his young daughter had died, and he blamed God. God's an angry God. This was very difficult. Well, the next day, the lady that invited us said, you won't believe this. He came to me, and he said, you know what? As he read those scriptures... Seem to be something to them. I'm going to start looking at the Bible. So can I, can I convert him? Of course not. What converts him? The living word of God with the Holy Spirit. So don't give up on people that have a hard heart. You're here this morning. You were here this morning. Relax over there. When you're here this morning... When you're here this morning, you know what's going to happen? Some of you with a hard heart are going to have a soft heart today. Amen. Amen. Now, by the way, in case you think that's not Satan's goal, look at this verse. You know it well. Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. See, he's working against God. 
They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So Satan comes, watch this, and steals the word. He hates the word. He knows that if a person believes the truth, they'll be saved. So the battle is in our mind. So right now, let me just ask you, as you're listening to this, are you listening? Are you changeable? Are you ready to say, all right, I'm open. Uh, let's, let me hear further what you have to say, because that's what God wants. So let's go to the end of this individual. Hard heart, not interested, walks away in life. At the end of life, what do we determine? If there's, if there's no change, what are they? They're a sinner. They're not a Christ follower. What is their outcome? Separation from God, where? In hell, for how long? Forever. And if something changes, nothing happening here. They're lost forever. But remember, God can change any heart. Number two, write it down. A superficial heart. Verse 13. Those on the rock are the ones who receive the word, watch this, with joy. And they hear it, but they have no root. They believe Underline this, for a while. But in the time of testing, they fall away. Matthew says, same parable, when the trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. Watch this, quotes. These new believers, quotes are temporarily excited. They got converted. They're filled with joy. There's changes in their life. But these changes eventually are just temporary. They're superficial. As soon as a trial or persecution comes in their lives, they wake up to this fact that serving Jesus is going to cost them something. That is one of the great disasters of the false teaching on prosperity. That every person that comes to Christ, God wants you to be rich. Every person that comes to Christ, God wants you to be healed. You don't ever need to be sick. And it's all over our TVs. It's all over the stations. It's 100% false. Because when those people go through a trial, and I'm just come from India. You think the prosperity thing works in India? Get a break. How about in Syria this morning? If you're a Christian, are you going to be rich and prosperous? No sick, no trouble? Are you kidding me? So when that lie finds its soul in, in a person's soul, they walk away from God never to come back again. So understand, they get discouraged because they were taught wrong. What did Jesus say to us in this world? In this world, you'll be a millionaire. Praise God. Where is that purse, Pastor Mark? What did he say? In this world, you'll have what? Trouble. Anybody know what I'm talking about right there? Yeah, yeah. But as a Christian, who do I have God? Who do I have with me? God. He's a very present help in time of trouble. Maybe you're in a trouble this morning. Maybe there's stuff happening. You're not alone because you have God with you. He's not against you. He's for you. But he never promises the rest of this junk. So what does this person do? Man, I had trouble before I was a Christian. I thought that solved it. I'm not, forget it. You say that doesn't happen. It happens by the millions. 
in this initial joy and excitement, what happens? There was never a commitment. They walk away. It was emotional. I want you to write this down. Here's what happened to these people. You and I know these people. They professed Christ, made a profession with their mouth, but they never possessed Christ in their heart. We have people all around our world who have come to an altar, have watched the Billy Graham crusade, made a profession of faith. I repent, I ask God to come into my life, and there's no fruit, there's no change, there's no nothing. And yet when you ask them, where are you going when you die? Well, heaven, I made a profession of faith. Jesus is teaching this for a reason. Calvary Chapel isn't teaching this. Jesus says if there's no fruit, there's no root, and there's no conversion. Pastor Mark, I don't like to hear that. You'd rather hear it now than too late. That's why Jesus is teaching. This is 2,000 years ago. He knows the heart of men. He knows Satan and the deceptiveness. You see, so this person who starts well, they're excited, they're changed, they tell everybody, in time, time will tell. They walk back to their old lifestyle. So they're not changed. They're not a real Christ follower. And basically, unless something does change in their life with a real commitment, they will spend eternity apart from God. Now, as I was in India, God spoke to me. Number three, a divided heart. A divided heart. Verse 14. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go their way, they are choked by life's worries, by riches, and by pleasures, and they do not mature. How many know what crabgrass is? How many have crabgrass in your grass? If you live in Florida, just raise your hand. You say, oh, I dig it out. It's, it hits roots, go down deep. Baby, it's going to be right there. Do you know that crabgrass is green? You put whatever you want in your regular grass, it dies. Crabgrass just goes right along. So what is this one? This is a divided heart. The person starts well. They look like believers. But then the busyness of life. And distractions slowly divide their heart. God used to be first, but now soccer for the kids, my extra hours I have to work, everything begins to come up there. The riches, if I do a few more hours here, I can do this. Or the pleasures of life. Well, let me get to church four weeks ago. Let's just go on and just have fun this Sunday. And pretty soon, see, they're not bad things. They're just wrong priorities. And when this happens, it's not that they don't want God in their lives, but other things come in, and I love the word Jesus used. They do what to our spiritual priorities? Squeeze, and God drops to third or fourth place. But one day Jesus warned us, you can't serve mammon and God. You can only serve one God. He needs to be first. So a divided heart chokes out what? Spiritual growth and fruitfulness. 
there is no growth. Now, can I say to you, by far, this is the most prevalent reason for people not being real Christ followers in the United States. I can't speak for the rest of the world. You say, well, Pastor Mark, what do you mean? There used to be a time in our world, and we responded to it by the Bible. We would, we would meet on a weekend to celebrate. That's biblical. First day of the week, we meet. We, we're here. You guys are here. Way to go. And we would meet every week to celebrate. And it used to be a kind of a norm that Christians, real Christ followers, how often in a month would they come? Usually four. Sometimes once in a while something come up, you had to make three. What do we find in the United States today amongst supposedly Christ followers? Oh, I can tell you the figure. It's not just this church. It's every church. Not in India, but here. The average Christ follower comes maybe two times a month. Sometimes only one. Now, what happens in the other two or the other three weekends? Who's first? They are. The cares of life. Not bad things. They're not under pornography. They're not stealing. They're not killing. It's just the stuff from the busyness of the world. I don't have time. But what does the Bible say? Don't forsake the gathering together of yourselves, especially as we near end times. Are we nearing end times? Do you think any man has an answer for these people coming over from Syria around the world. Do we have an answer? Oh, just open the gates. That ain't going to solve it. It's going to be a nightmare. So can I challenge you this morning? You say, well, Pastor Mark, if I come four weeks in a row, like you put a thing on my head that I'm a star? No, I'll hit you in the head is what I'll do. <laughs> of course not. It's not about that. But if my heart is for the family of God, I will be with the family of God. Well, Pastor Mark, I really don't need it. Then you're hurting. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. God gave pastor teachers to raise up mature believers. You can't take it or leave it. It should be essential in your life. So here's a person. I won't give a definition, but basically I would say that three of these four parables so far, there's, we've psalm three, there's no fruit. There's no real Christ follower. It could be this last one if you want to stretch it as much as you try to. A carnal Christian that when he gets before God has nothing to offer. But who would want to be that? So we're going to say basically this morning that these three so far don't bear any fruit. They're not a real Christ follower. So what was Jesus trying to say to these people? Write this down. Salvation means following Jesus is not just an event. It's a lifestyle. Well, I hope that you've allowed God to speak to your heart as you heard Pastor Mark's message today. We all would do well to re-examine ourselves and ask God to show us our true heart condition. We need to be sure that we're not living in such a way that the Word of God is either not received into our heart or that we don't get so discouraged that we decide to walk away from Christ. Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. 
Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to the Calvary Chapel Melbourne Facebook page and Twitter feed. Or simply search for Calvary CCM on Facebook or Twitter. We even have a specific Facebook page for the Vieira Campus. Simply search for Calvary CCM and you'll see the Vieira Campus Facebook page in the search results. Again, to like our Facebook page and subscribe to our Twitter feed, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Again, our web address is LessonsForLivingRadio.com. In the next message, Pastor Mark will be speaking about the last two types of soil, the thorny soil and what the Bible calls the good soil. He will be teaching about how these soil types relate to people's hearts and how the Word of God either thrives or wilts. We hope that you will take the time to objectively look at your own situation to determine where you are and ask the Holy Spirit to help you be more receptive to Him. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, Everyday Life of Jesus. That's next time on Lessons for Living. In a hurting world, a new hope he is giving.